artists, especially those working with lenses, are inextricable from the world. There's this kind of image oblivion that, that happens when marginalized people are not really photographed. I'm infatuated with the idea of the encounter. What's kind of wonderful about dodging and burning tools, of course, is that they're meant to be invisible. Enthusiasm, love, a desire to record. You have to have the courage to find the world beautiful. Welcome to the Lightwork Podcast. I'm Shane Lavalette, Director of Lightwork. As an artist-run, nonprofit organization, Lightwork has been supporting emerging and under-recognized artists working in photography since 1973. We host an international residency program, a public access lab facility, and showcase artists' work through exhibitions and publications, including Contact Sheet, one of the longest-running photography journals in the world. Consider supporting the mission of the organization by becoming a subscriber to Contact Sheet today online at lightwork.org. Over the years, Lightwork's multiple galleries have featured over 500 exhibitions. Each year, four exhibitions are installed in our main gallery, the Kathleen O. Ellis Gallery, accompanied by a printed issue of Contact Sheet. In recent years, along with each exhibition, we've asked our exhibiting artists to take a few minutes to discuss their work and some of the ideas that drive their creative practice. You can see the work of these artists in the pages of Contact Sheet or on our website at lightwork.org. We hope you enjoy listening. Turner and I'm an artist and educator in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The title of my solo show for light work is Black Alchemy Backwards Forwards. When you walk into the show, I hope that's what the audience will experience, a backwards or past reflection. They'll be able to go travel back into time, you know, at least through images, but also through those same images, experience the present and then also, I hope that that'll force them to, to think about our future. And so that's, that's a little bit about the title and, and, and where I was going with this name. I was a photojournalist. I was documenting my family in the Arkansas Delta as I was a student at Ohio University traveling back and forth. And I began to go back to my roots of growing up in Memphis, Tennessee and in the Arkansas Delta, how much the past is revered and how much you know, elders and, and older people in the community are revered. And I began to look back and understand everything that I was exposed to and, and how, you know, that reflected who I was in, the, in that present at that time. And um, that's what Black Alchemy came out of. My thesis project at Ohio University was called Isolated Truths. And that project was dealing with tri-racial communities of uh, white, Native American, and black or African-American uh, ancestry. And that was through the Trail of Tears, the Underground Railroad that operated through Southeast Ohio where I was living. And then, you know, Ohio as a free state, you know, all these communities were living amongst each other and, you know, creating families and all this other stuff. And, you get a varied complexion of people in terms of skin color, and so how that operates 
you know, even in today's society and even in the past more so, you know, during segregation and Jim Crow and all this kind of stuff, people would opt to pass for white to to choose better career paths. In 2013, I applied to graduate school at, at Rutgers. When I got there, I, I was still thinking about the act of passing. And I had just come off almost a year and a half of interviewing and talking to people, uh, recording their stories, transcribing interviews, and it, it was still fresh on my memory. And I came across this Ebony Magazine quiz, and I think it's from 1952, April issue. It was a quiz in there that said, which is white, which is Negro. And it's literally a quiz on passing. Look at these faces in this grid and pick the ones that you think are white or the ones that you think are white passing, which in reality, they would be African-American. And then that, that ties into like the one drop rule and all this stuff. Um, and so it's still fresh on my memory. So coming off that documentary project and then coming across that again, then thinking about projects or films like The Imitation of Light or uh, Zora Neale Hurston's text. And then you got Nella Larson's text that deal with passing. What I'm trying to say is that people really focus in on this topic. It's so important to people dedicate entire entities, you know, that go out into the world um, for people to have discussions about, whether that be books, films, poems, all this kind of stuff that deal with the act of passing. And then, you know, fast forward to Rutgers. I got there, learned about art history through Care James Marshall. Uh, but uh, Care James Marshall is not an abstract painter. One of the folks that I was drawn to was like people like Glenn Lycan, MacArthur Binion, um, Alma Thomas, Melvin Edwards, Frank Bowling, Sam Gillum, Stanley Whitney, Jack Whitten. These are all abstract artists, abstract painters, color field. Um, Howardina Pendale, you know, dealing with grids and numbers and shapes. Uh, Alvin Loving. And so I was literally attracted to that aesthetic. And then it, but the, at the same time, there was something about that way of making that I understood. And so I kind of tied that into the labor of making. I was really drawn to that labor in, in painting and that labor in mark making. And so from that ebony quiz, I took that grid and I made a few works with it. You know, I zoomed in on the pixels and I made some inkjet prints and um, then I started using the mirrors and the reflection, and then I started photographing in the darkroom space, at the in larger space, within my studio, and that's how Black Alchemy all came together. I sort of wanted to challenge the viewer to kind of reflect that question, which is white, which is Negro. If I present this image totally abstract, and I'm not following this line, of making my work about identity or making it didactic, then what does that afford me? Am I perceived as passing? Were these artists in the past perceived as passing because they wouldn't make art about identity or directly showed identity or that was figurative? And then, you know, what if I do the opposite? What if I directly talk about identity? Is the viewer's first reaction or opinion is that uh, thinking about you know, oh, this must be a black artist. I see a black figure. I see a black image, a black face. A black artist must have made this. So I'm sort of interested in those two conversations and really a bunch of other things within that. And I kind of go off on my different tangents through the uh, 
the images that I create. Um, and I hope, you know, whether you have a relationship with art history or not, or care about abstraction or not, that you could take something from the work that I put together. Thanks for tuning in to the Lightwork podcast. Lightwork's community lab facility in Syracuse, New York, provides a space for artists to come together, share ideas, learn about photography, and make new work. If you're an artist, Lightwork Lab can also make exhibition quality prints, scans, or retouch your work for you. Connect with the lab online at lightwork.org lab. If you'd like to support this podcast, consider Lightwork's fine print program. Featuring exclusive signed prints starting at just $300, buying from our online shop is an excellent way to further your personal art collection while supporting Lightwork's mission of offering opportunities to emerging and under-recognized artists working in photography. Browse our selection of limited edition prints, signed books, and contact sheet at lightwork.org shop. If you can't support us financially, consider telling two friends about this podcast.